welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It was Dramarama Mama is a real-life soap opera exploded in the workroom now that everyone doesn't love puppets. The girls <laughs> tested their acting chops again and became aliens on the runway, only on Drag Race. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines 2, and here with me is someone who stays far, far away from the drama, but eats the popcorn while it happens. Precious Envy. Hello. As long as it's uh, caramel popcorn, then I'm good. Of course. That sounds <laughs> yummy. Yeah. Give me, give me a flavored popcorn any day. So, friends, last week there was this really fun post. I think Fierce Delicious posted it, whatever. And it was the faces of all of the contestants who have ever been on Drag Race. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I laughed because I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be outdated in literal days. Because guess mm-hmm. what? Drag Race UK 5 cast has officially dropped. Yep, we got 10 new queens. I was 10 like, new oh. queens. They've, um, gone, they've downsized this year. Well, well, well. Um, if you all know what the tea is, we're not going to discuss it because it's not canon on the television program. If you know what happened, it's not our business. <laughs> but when the preview podcast comes out and maybe there's a super trailer, we will find out if there is any remnants of the drama. But for now, we have 10 new contestants. And your contestants. I don't know what they were told, but this photo shoot was fucking terrible. The Photoshop is fucking terrible. BBC, you did you did the five girls dirty. Yeah, compared to the last few seasons, they were like really good. And I'm just like this this photo shoot. I'm just like. Mm. It felt, you know, it's the same thing where a lot of them, they just, it just felt rushed. Like, they're like, oh, we got to do the promo. Let's do the promo, guys. If this is the definition of life is like a box of chocolates, I'm over. I don't want my life no more. Um, Oh, boy. All right. Pronunciations. I apologize. It will get better and try as hard as I can. But phonetically, it's a little different. But as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, the real people have got an opportunity to go on television and share their crafts, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. All right, since last you were here talking about Drag Race Philippines, lots of things have changed. A lot of people... Um, have become fan- who were fan favorites are no longer fan favorites. People who were meh on, they're now amazing. What's happening on this season? This is one of those seasons where I'm like, I've gone back and forth with so many care with so many people. Obviously, my my number one is still is still the same. But yeah, like like I think when we did the preview podcast, I was not excited for Bernie. Fucking love Bernie. Mm-hmm. Um, really like Dee Dee Holiday was like. I was just like she won me over in her interview, and girl, has she, she been a mess this whole season? Uh, Miss Jade, I was not like feeling, but like the more she's on my screen, the more I'm like, 
oh, it's your character. I don't like your character, but I, I, but I'm like going, but so I can get around you. It's uh, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been like a, it's a roller coaster. Th- th- yeah, this ca- this season's ve- it's very unpredictable. Like where I think of you, the other seasons that we've had lately, we've had some clear like, oh well, we kind of know who the front runners are here and there. This keeps moving left and right because this is the second episode where the person who won the previous episode is now gone. Yep. Let's get through it. Yep. OMG, where's Mati? Gone. She's gone. Eliminated. Jade will share that it's a relief that she's still in the competition, but sad that she sent home a sister. Dee Dee is congratulated for her win in the Rusical. She got her redemption from Snatch Game. Now Cat Cat takes the spoon and will stir that boiling water as she calls out <laughs> OV and Bernie saying that they look like they're not happy. Now, Bernie will say to the room that her feet hurt, but to us, she doesn't think Dee Dee deserved the win. Why? The shoes. The irony. Um, The the shoes is going to be the official thing of Drag Mm Race Philippines forever. Well, also, too, when I was watching Untucked and they were doing, like, her reel of Dee Dee's, like, all of her looks, her entrance look looked so much like the look she did for the runway for the disco where I was like, was that the same outfit? I'm like, no, it's slightly different, but it looked so much like that, that outfit. Didi says she will win more Rue badges. Insert kiss of death here. (laughs) Miss Jade will turn her pussy up and do better in the next challenge. Girls, don't say these things or production will make you look like a fool when they air it and you do badly on that episode. Yep. A new day is dawned, top seven entering the workroom. Dee Dee is feeling energized and refreshed having just won. It is important to her to give the boost and fire in her ass that she needed. Her words literally, she said fire <laughs> in her ass. Usually you go to a doctor for that. Uh, well, you know, Rue's been talking about pussies on fire for so long. Now they yeah. can discuss the asshole on fire. Mm-hmm. Hannah will be the one to tell us that she was happy that Didi won, but she was also nervous knowing the others would say that she didn't deserve it because of the shoes. Now we see that four girls have Rue badges, and Arizona's advice for those who don't have one, steal them. <laughs> Ovi has been in the top almost every week since the Don't Touch Me era. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the Jay and Cat Cat fight moment, right? Is that our new timeline of the Pre Don't Touch Me era and post Don't Touch Me era? Yes. Because the Don't Touch Me was episode three. Yes. Where they, they because they were all together. Yeah. Right. Now, Jade is ready to to rise despite the odds. Hana, too. She is ready to prove that she is not to be underestimated. Right now, she's feeling like she's just a fan. The alarm blares. We get a room message. Who gives them some hints about the upcoming challenge, but ended with the camera never lies. And then we're going to see what's going to happen. So spooky, <laughs> spooky. <laughs> Mama Pat was here and she is really in her beige era. I don't know what that look was, but it looked comfy at least. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. I, don't know. Say this. I, think, yeah. I, I think her fashion sense yeah, as a boy, I don't know. I don't think she has the greatest sense of fashion as a boy because even last season we were like someone's dressing her and she's just like fine i'll go yeah whoever whoever's dressing her is like let's try this (laughs) maybe it will work who knows she'll say that she's sure that the six weeks they've shared together they must have brewed some tea the pit crew arrives with cards with some naked dolls as for this mini challenge they'll be playing a game called 
puppet ate because Ooh. everybody loves puppets for now. For for now, yes. They will each pick a name for the birdhouse on who they will have to dragify. Also, please note that those shopping carts have wigs in it, so I guess they were advised what look they should be recreating, but we're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Ovi Cunt will select Arizona Brandy. Hana gets Ovi Cunt. Dee Dee will get Hana Beshi. Normally, we would continue on, but we will get a very important confessional here where Dee Dee says that they have had so much interaction because they have gotten so close that she feels like she'll be able to pull this off perfectly. Remember that in a moment, friends. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Bernie getting Dee Dee. Cat Cat has Bernie. Arizona has Jade, and Jade gets Cat Cat. She's ready for revenge. Also, this was you, not going to end well. Did you also notice that's like how it was a girl who picked ended up getting the one that was picked before like it very much was like okay and then they tried it at the end to be like they swapped them but when they like who who was the last one because jade was last one to get picked who was the one before her arizona arizona so when arizona comes back in line with her doll jade is already holding her doll so that was just like and then they're like jade you pick and i'm like going I would have much rather look pretend like it wasn't so obvious that whoever goes next is getting the girl that just went in yeah. front of them. I was like, okay, this was it felt very this felt very production heavy. Like we want to make sure certain things are gonna happen tonight. They have 15 minutes to dragify their puppets. And I just want to mention that every single puppet is literally bare and the same. I'm not saying racism or genderism, but this was a art department massive fail. Mm-hmm. Also, I will be uh, uh, corroborated with that statement by Ovi Cunt later on, but we will definitely get to it. (laughs) (laughs) We will begin with Arizona, who nails Jade's cadence and aura. She has been doing drag her whole life at 23 years old. What else would she fix? She thinks her brain, but she thinks she's perfect and she has her fantasies and the fairies (laughs) are guiding her. Uh, It was very on point. It was very on point. It was very important, especially after, like, what was it, last week's Untucked, where she was like, mm-hmm. you can call me she, it, they, like, I'm otherworldly. It's just like, I'm like, oh, okay, girl, okay. The I fairies, it. though, have we really been experienced with the fairies? Because, like, the fairies here and then the vape couture later, I was like, I don't think we're... I don't think we've been as that. prone to that. I think I think the fairy thing and the vape, I think, was very much, like... Those were the in jokes uh, yeah. between the girls that we're not as privy to. Yeah, uh, Miss Jade. So we'll go as captivating cat cat dresses Serena. Also, please note that the standee is there with her. Very funny. And we will start right in with the pinch heard around the world. We'll move into previously on Untucked, and Jade will give her vantage point of the fight, and we'll call over Arizona to have her Jade puppet play along in the Legend of the Narcissistic Boomer. Okay. Mm-hmm. A uh, lot to unpack here, but the big part is Cat Cat a boomer? Are we really now going to learn that she's like actually really old? I, you know what? I think she is. I think she's probably older than us. Like, 50, well, at least older 60. than me. I don't. I wouldn't say. I don't know. Maybe maybe the boomer thing could have been a joke, but I would think. Okay. I kind okay. of feel like Cat Cat's probably in her forties. Absolutely, I would say forties. Yeah, um, I don't think she's older than like, that. I don't think over that, but I think I think to to Jade, who's like you know two, I I, I feel like you know she's anyone. Oh, and, once and she thinks it's old. 
Exactly. She's like, you're a boomer. <laughs> well, Capt- Captivating Cat Cat will have fun with her trans sister by calling her Bernie out in her previous career as a construction worker. That got <laughs> her all that muscle. Uh, it was just not funny, and she even knew it. It was a dud. Yeah. You can't make Bernie funny. No, yeah, because I think Bernie hasn't really done anything that's like, oh my god, laugh out funny. Right. She's just been very consistent. She's been there. She's there, yeah. Yeah. Ovi cunt with Arizona Brandy and that wig. Oh, it was so good. Uh, But the moral of this entire skit was vape couture. I know that Arizona had a lot of shit coming out of her mouth all season, but this this seemed new. Um, Though it was very (laughs) funny having Ovi use all the stuffing. Oh, yeah, just pull up the stuffing. Just vape, vape, vape. Bernie has Dee Dee wearing her Merrill wig until it falls off. This will be a fine roast of Dee Dee as Bernie will call her out for her bargain stall looks and not knowing the children that made them. Oh, and she will get her <laughs> chance to say that Dee Dee didn't deserve to the win with her shoes. Get mm-hmm. ready for the domino effect that Bernie started. Oh, yes. We now have Dee Dee, who is pressed that the girls didn't think she deserved the win. So now she will allegedly grasp at straws with her Hannah Beshi puppet. She is dressed as the toilet monster, but the narrative will be about Hannah Beshi and her partner, a storyline we didn't know yet as audience members. She will reveal that her and her partner had bleep. Okay, what is the bleep? Threesome breakup fight? Well, whatever it was, production was not allowing it to be shared. And don't worry, we will talk about some things Hannah said at a viewing party shortly. I think it was just the the open. I think it was just about the open relationship. I think that's what it was. I don't. Because that seemed to be like that opened up everything. So I think it was like probably like they're going to ble- they bleep that there. But I think they wanted they're waiting for Hannah to open up about it to be like. Now, as Didi's going, we will have a plethora of confessionals from the cast being shocked at what Didi is revealing about Hannah and an open relationship and experimentation. Hannah is getting nervous as she sees that her sisters are shocked that Didi is still going and going and spilling and spilling. And we learned that what Didi is sharing was a topic they spoke about as friends, not on camera. She didn't expect her to reveal it on camera for the world to see. Now it's Hanabeshi with Ovikan, and you can tell she's visibly shaken, but still has to perform. She will give the story of the exorcism of Ovi Kunt. Um, Okay, I like the originality. Very smart. Very funny. And we're mm-hmm. going to see her spooky look have a breakdown and they again, then get exercised and it was on brand. And the way that she had her lift to the sky was hilarious. She says she couldn't think of anything else, but the girls will give her encouragement because it was pretty damn good. No, that was good. And I just, I like that majority of them chose to be like, we're going to talk about Untucked. And that's, that <laughs> it was either they brought up things from Untucked or the shit that has that's happening while the cameras are off. Like it's the conversations they're having in the cars or at the hotels, depending on like how, how they have sequestered. Cause I know France is uh, more, is not like the U S where they weren't sequestered. Yeah. Um, so it could have been easily been like, we're smoking cigarettes outside. And it's like, let's have this conversation. Cause I feel like I can trust you. Now, mama pal will give the Queens and the viewers a disclaimer that this is all fictional why because hannah revealed at a viewing party that she called production that she wanted to quit the show in order to save the footage from being revealed she wanted the challenge to be cut completely but obviously that was Mm -hmm. near impossible to do with what will come on throughout the day yeah so 
production had to save their asses and you will see them caring to her a lot this episode especially by giving her the victory yeah listen i would be furious too if i confided in someone and they shared it on camera um surely we have had a lot of off-screen pre-show drama revealed on drag race before but this was not that no, this was, I don't know. Yeah, it's like a fine line of, yes, you're getting on a reality show, so a lot of your personal life is going to come to the forefront. Right. But it's one thing for Hana to have to, to be in that confessional saying, like, yeah, this is about me and boyfriend. Or when they're talking, doing makeup, it's like, um, has anyone done an open relationship and things like yeah. that? Like, you know, the normal kind of, like, bring this up and get some more airtime. But to... I think, but it's the fact that she had no control over the situation right. and Dee Dee just was like running her mouth and she didn't know when to stop. And then once it was done, she was like, oh shit, I made a mistake. Yeah. And you're, and you're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the end, Hanabashi wins the mini challenge in 20,000 pesos, courtesy of Kumu. She will also have an advantage in the maxi challenge. The queens spill the drama of their lives, and now they will literally be doing the drama. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they will start in Drag Race Philippines' first ever acting challenge. It's Drama Rama Presents. He promised to you from the heart, rivals till the end of Eternity's Golden Change, the second installment. That's a mouthful. That's what she said. As the winner of the Maxi Challenge, Hannah will get to choose the characters she wants to play and pick who the rest of the queens will play. We will learn that on the runway, category is Can I Get an Alien? Intergalactic Fantastic Drag. I love that category. That's a great category. Great category. And joining them to watch their performance, they will be joined by the great gay icon, the Diamond Star, Miss Marcel Soriano. To tie this all together from Snatch Game, Marcel Soriano is the aunt of Meryl Soriano, a reference John Santos made during Snatch Game. <laughs> there it is, full circle. Full circle. Um, Time to go see who's got the acting chops and who's going to get the chop. Mm -hmm. girls will head to the table where Hannah's congratulated by the girls because might as well butter her up because you want to get the part that you want yep. so what is her move? This time she's not going to be here to play it safe she will have everyone read the script and she will write down who she wants to play which I was like that's a smart move then no one can say you're like trying to get mm -hmm. someone you wrote down what you wanted and what happened will happen but as this is happening she will tell us that she is still bothered by what happened with Dee Dee in the puppet challenge Will this affect the course of the rest of the episode? You bet. Come on, mm -hmm. reality television. Exactly. Back at the table, Hannah will ask who everyone wants. Jade says she is feeling Carla because they're similar. Bad move, my friend. Dee Dee wants to play Susan Paprika, the mother. Arizona is partial to Madame Evila Quickie because she has a vape. <laughs> Cat Cat wants to play the Horace Barda. OV wants Sister Maritz. Bernie will battle Jade again for Carla, but everything hinges on Hannah's pick, and she will play Susan. Now, whether she knew it beforehand or she knows how to play into reality TV drama, this is the role that Dee Dee Marie Holiday wanted, the person mm -hmm. who just betrayed her trust. Exactly. Now, Hannah says that Dee Dee has no choice to adjust, and Dee Dee, in a very different manner than we've seen from her all season, will softly say that she can play Shering. From there, everyone gets what they want, with Jade taking Carla and Bernie having to settle with Marla. So let's see how everyone's feeling now that the challenge is upon them. OV can tell that Sister Hannah is not 
find the right headspace and get her a bit of an arm shake to get her to loosen up. Meanwhile, at the mirrors, Diddy Marie Holiday is giving you serial killer vibes. Is it possible she's actually in a worse state of mind than Hannah? Yes. Yeah. I think it's one, th- I think for her, I and for I think it's also, I think with what we've gotten to know about Dee Dee, I think she's a very, she internalizes a lot of stuff. Yes. And I think she can't shake off what she did because I think for her, that trust is really important. And yeah. I think that because she uh, ruined that trust, it like it, it's affecting like her relationship. And I think, and I think really it was the debt, her debt, her downfall. This was the start of her downfall. This Absolutely. entire episode. Hannah will tell us that she feels sad for Didi in the moment, but she's re- not ready to approach her yet. She tells us that Didi knows her situation at home as Hannah is still in the process of coming out to her family as a drag queen and hasn't even formally introduced them to her partner, despite it being six years. Now, as someone who's been single for more than six years, more than 10 years, more I don't, y- y'all, I'm, I'm very single. I don't know how anyone could keep that big of a person away from your family. I understand it's a very different situation. Yeah. And Hannah's young. She's very young. I think it's just, a, yeah, it really depends it's on like how, how close she is to her family. Cause it's like, uh, it, or the fact is like, she could be close to her family, but she also knows like how the, how they are about just her being gay. So it's right. like, they're not ready to meet the person I'm like in love with. They're not ready right. to know I dress up as a woman. It's just like, Jade will go to Mama Didi to check in on her as she believes she's already packing. Um, oh, shit. No, no, no. She's just moving stations. I thought she was about to quit. I really did. I, I was wondering that, too. Like, it was, were we going to have that moment of her being like, I fucked up. There's no way around this. It's like, I can see that it's like the end for me. Yeah. So I could have seen, like, I could see her being like that. So it could be the whole, like, go check on her to make sure she's not leaving kind yeah. of thing. And then be like, Hey, sick now. Because was where she was she stationed next to Hannah? I think so. I think so. I think she felt like I think it's best if I'm not getting if we're not painting next to each other. Yeah. She tells Jade that she is just trying to distract herself because in the mini challenge she doesn't know what she was thinking. She makes an excuse, a thing that she loves to do, that she has a tendency when she's under pressure. She just talks. She has broken Hannah's trust as she told her this information in confidence. Didi tells Jade that the role that she wanted was Hannah's, but in the moment she couldn't handle another argument. I was like, wait, was there, there, there was another argument? But no, no, it was just the argument she's having inside of her head. And again, yeah. just like the fire in your ass, usually you go gotta go talk to a doctor. Yeah. It it, it feels like it feels like um it feels like they shouldn't have let Didi pass a psych exam. I felt yeah. like I felt like the I think Didi could have used another season i think dd should have been a season three girl i yeah and what's crazy on, is she as she'll say later she's been watching doing drag since the year before the show started so yeah she's been ready for this so or i think she's been wanting it for so long mm-hmm. that now that it happened it's like no you're there you just it's you fuck up the chance yeah Dee Dee will ponder in confessional if she will be the reason why hannah and her boyfriend might break up is she going to cause her shame with her family I want you to put yourself in both their positions. What would you do? For Hannah and Didi, what, what, how would you handle yourself? 
I can I I hold a grudge. I would tell I if I was Hannah uh, in Hannah's spot, I would tell Dee Dee, "No, it's fine. We're good. We're good." But I would seriously be like, I would start distancing myself, being like, "I don't trust this bitch. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm better off without her." Um, and if I was Dee Dee and let something slip like that, I think I would pretty much be doing what Dee Dee's doing. I would be internalizing everything, yeah. and I would, and I just be, I would be getting in my own way because I would Absolutely. be like, because I think my first priority would be, I need to fix this. Um, and not, and the competition would kind of become secondary. I wouldn't be able to put the competition first because Absolutely. I'd be worried the entire time. I'd be just be thinking, uh, how can I, how can I make it? How can I make it up? It's time for the girls to get their telenogela on. Mama Pow and Marisol Soriano are sitting on the couch waiting for the girls and the trepidation seeing a star in their presence. They were all so nervous. It's about to get worse. Marisol will turn to them and say she hates tardiness and tight spaces and having no water and mud. And then she's like, I'm just messing with you. Is that a Filipino thing? Because they all fucking do that. I think it might be where it's just like, oh, I'm just joshing you. Um, Honestly, this was like if Meryl Streep was mad at you. Like, I would cower in a corner and cry. Mm-hmm. Yep. The entire set is a green screen, so we're in for some fun. <sighs> she will tell them to follow their instincts because whatever is in their heart is right. Listen, lady. I've tried that. My heart broke because I followed my fucking heart. <laughs> Quiet on the set because it's time to film lights, camera, action. First, sir, we're going to see Ovi kind of the wildest, wildest old lady dragon. She tells Hannah Susan to push. This was very high camp. Oh, the Ovi Hannah scenes were just so over the top. I was, I was living for it. They're happy to have each other see partners because they're in sync. Next, we move over to Bernie with a man playing Leandro. Who is this person? Does this pit crew member have like a working speaking mouth hole? I didn't know that existed. I know it's weird when they allow the pit mute. crew to. I was. I, it's weird when you when they allow the pit crew to actually talk. Right. She's being very natural with her character, and then we will have Jade arrive. And when it comes to natural, gone out the window. <laughs> and if this is how Jade is on a daily basis. I would need like a real life mute button. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been more fun. It would have been funnier if if her and, and Bernie had switched parts and had Absolutely. Bernie be this like vapid social thing and her being straight laced. But it was the fact that she took that part was like, yeah, this was geared towards you. Um, it's a whole double-edged sword when it comes to these uh, challenges because you do it in one way when you read the characters you're like oh I know who production wants in each of these roles and so if you do what production wants you're like okay it's either going to be good or then you do where it's like oh that's always me so I want to do this role because they, they mm -hmm. want me to be different and it's that whole like oh well you should have played that role because you were more suited for it it's the double-edged sword and then the whole part of you wrote a small part for a reason. So the entire time, so whenever a queen gets that small part, you always have that same advantage of, well, that's a small part. It's just like, you're the one who fucking made the part. Why? why duh, hello. It's like, well, we'll get there. We got to have some mm -hmm, feelings. Mm -hmm. Now, my pal is going to advise Jade to favor the front of the camera. Sweetheart, this is television. Yep. You, they want to see you, dear. Jade's choices are a mess, and she is asking for lines, and Cat Cat thinks she's got a lot on her mind, and it shows. Meanwhile, Cat Cat joins the scene. 
And she tells us that she is adding variations, making her character flirtatious. I mean, listen, transformation alone, that bitch looks hot. That hair was great. I should not be turning into Team Cat Cat right now. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's it's like, she, what, didn't we say she was going to be the silhouette of this season? But we didn't really like silhouette all that much. But no, it's I like, said it about Bernie. Oh, I see. Bernie doesn't know. See, I like Bernie more than I like silhouette. Yeah. Um, I think Cat Cat's more of a silhouette than uh, than Bernie. Absolutely, but but it's a drama that like we thought we were gonna get between the whole Bernie, Dee Dee Cat Cat thing went really nowhere except for except for the biggest fight of the season. Well, no, that but that but aside from that, like currently, it's never it's been now like been a non currently. I guarantee when these these numbers dwindle, it's gonna happen more Mm because these girls want to be the trans queen of the season. Oh yeah! Oh, those, those, those three happen. are going to be are going to there'll be a cat fight for those three. Now, with this trio, Mama Pal will tell them that the scene is okay. Their pacing delivery looks okay, and okay will apparently be enough for Marcel. Next up is Arizona Brandy, who is going ham and camp. But what she is most excited for is breaking the three trans girls and getting back at them. Um, I also just love that the three trans sisters are playing sisters. What a mm-hmm. coincidence! I just realized now, that right now when you're talking about it, I'm going, oh, that's right. All the the three sisters are all played by the by the by our trans girls. Now let's turn to Dee Dee, who looks like she's in hospital scrubs after a terrible, terrible operation. She has been left with a character called Sharing, who only has four lines, which I will say is a fucking lie, but we'll discuss that when we get to our final product, because the bitch said yeah. a lot of lines more than four. Yeah, she had way more. There was way more to do than just that. Now Dee Dee ponders what she will do with a character with just four lines. Well, bitch, a good actor would steal the scene, but alas, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Hannah notices with Dee Dee that she is looking gloomy while shooting last. But after filming wraps, Marisol will tell the girls that they were all so good. Also, where was Dee Dee? Because she was not there in that moment. I know. they like When it was all like, which did they talk where it's like oh they're filming her on the other side like i think they were filming that last scene in that moment and but i don't know why they didn't th- bring Dee, Dee back in and say like come here and just let, have, so we can have her say this very yeah. strange or it, Dee, Dee was strange. like i'm done or I'm yeah like, could have been like Dee, Dee could have just been like i'm okay uh, uh, i don't need to be here it is elimination day and miss jade so is an alien fugitive trying to look for freedom Jade also thinks a badge is hers. Uh, Drag Delusion has made its way all the way to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that drag Delusion is uh, is everywhere. It's it with is. all these. All the girls have it. Cat Cat is feeling elated as Marisol is her idol. She felt relaxed and enjoyed the process. Jade will say it was nice to meet Miss Marcel, to which Cat Cat is like, do you even know who she is? Call her out, bitch! And Dee will then be like, which is your favorite show of hers that you have watched? And Jade's like, she's an actress? Children. <laughs> Time to gather your youth. Oh, uh, It's like Gia Gunn being like, what's a Tony? <laughs> oh, God. And that's it. It's time to be aliens. What would you do for your alien look? I was thinking about this. I don't know. I think I want to. Pl- I would play off of Doctor Who, and I think I want to be a Dalek. Dalek exterminate, mm-hmm. exterminate, uh, exterminate. If not a, f- it's the sixtieth anniversary. If they do not do a Doctor Who runway for either UK five or 
UK versus the world too. I am going to be furious. Because mm-hmm. we did, we, oh, we did get because when they did the when they did the BBC like anniversary, and did it. No, no one did Doctor Who, right? No one did it. No one did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's literally no time to chit chat as the main stage is here. We're going to have the longest action challenge I've experienced in some time. Uh, Daytona win two. This was fucking so long. With the longest title that we heard uh, 20,000 times. All right. Mama Pow is here in a red velvet. And I got to say, did she lose designers, lose money or lose inspiration? Because these looks are not giving. And then, but then she announces who designed them all. So either it's her being like, yeah, drag them, drag them, please. Our panel includes Khaled Garrett and Jiggly Caliente. John Santos is here again more than he has been here last season. Where's BJ and where is um, Rajo? Like, are they just I not looching in? I feel like BJ was more like whenever they did photo shoots. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't feel like I saw BJ all that much last season. I, I think like it was tw- like two extra. I, th- I feel like I feel like he did like he did like the first episode. I think he was there towards the end. He came in at like two, like there. Mm-hmm. But I felt like last season it was way more Rahu and John splitting. Yeah. But here yeah. it's been a lot more John, yeah. Um, and Marcel Soriano's there. Let's discuss the acting challenge and then move on to the runaways and critiques. I will say it one time, and that is the last time you'll hear me say, Drama Rama presents He <laughs> Promised to You from the Heart, Rivals to the End of Eternity's Golden Chains, the second installment. Now, I don't know if there is any direct references to specific telenovelas in the Philippines or if they're just playing with stereotypes. But whoever wrote this was on drugs, and I live. I will say the storyline was funny. It there, was there outrageous. Were, there were moments where I'm like going, like, ah, can we could could we have not cut a couple things? <laughs> but I thought the the storyline was really funny. I thought. I thought Ovi did amazing because I'm biased, as you can tell by my screen behind me. Um, but overall, I'm like, I thought everyone did a pretty good job. You know, Dee Dee did, didn't do much with her character. Jade was being Jade. Um, but everybody else was kind of like, kind of trying to give you like different levels so they weren't coming yeah. across as just them. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very funny. Like Arizona did kind of feel like she was just playing Arizona, but it's like, her Arizona character works better than Jade just being Jade. So right, all right. Let's go through it. We will hear that Maricel will be our voiceover for the intro and later into the commercial breaks. I thought that was very funny. Like if the lady's there, might as well use her. You might as well. We start with the birth, and Hannah Susan will drop three babies while Ovi's character is just a goof. <laughs> she will twist the nips to shock her awake. And I'm like, maybe we should have edited that out after the whole Jade Cat Cat moment. Um, but we put it in there anyway. Or whoever wrote this was like, let's play with them. Ooh, icky. Mm-hmm. They will be very campy in their delivery of learning. She gave birth to triplets. OV, I think, really will capture the charm of camp. While Hannah goes a little more serious and melodramatic. Works yeah. for a telenovela. What will she do with three babies? Well, Susan goes into a coma, then has the amnesia. So OV gives the three babies golden nipple necklaces as proof they are siblings. She will take one baby. Susan will take another baby. Whatever will happen to the last baby? Well, suddenly, Arizona's madam arrives to take the third baby. She is Madam Evil Quickie, and she needs a baby to fool her boyfriend, who is R-A-A-D. Rich, aging, and almost dead. 
<laughs> I'm using that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I spit out my tea watching Arizona stick the baby in her stomach like she's a fucking kangaroo and hopping away. That was so funny. That was genius. That was genius. Do we know why her character was called Madam Eva LaQuickie, though? The only thing I can think of was just a playoff Eva LaQueen. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of because I'm like, wait, I didn't understand Eva LaQuickie. Neither did I. Okay. Got if anyone knows mm-hmm. if there's like a specific yeah. direct reference to it, let us know. All right. Ovi's lady will write down in her diary proof of this moment and then hide it in her between me down there. Truly, OV slayed this challenge, and you can't tell me differently. Nope. We will mm-hmm. then cut to our voiceover by Marcel, who is about to tell us what will happen, what will happen to the babies as we find out in the shortest soap opera with the longest title. This is the recurring gag of the episode. Yep. Next scene is 18 years later, where it's a date with Leandro and Bernie's character. Um, she's really giving you serious acting beats. She was very bashful. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bernie was great. She didn't do anything. Yeah, I think Bernie, I think honestly, you could have swapped Bernie and Ovi or even, or even Hannah and Ovi. But I think having, having Hannah had to be up there for, um, the thing is having Bernie and Hannah up there also played on to uh, Dee Dee's runway of like, you know, calling them both out um so it's that thing where it's just like i would have actually i don't know what when it's seven i also don't know why they send someone back it's just like you can't you really can't critique yes, one you more girl do know why they sent someone back because we watched it happen well no she makes good tv that's why they sent her back there but also too it's like whenever you have a top seven and they decide that they're gonna send one queen away to discuss it's always like you okay it's, no, I, I understand. It would. I'm like you could have. You could have easily critiqued her as well, and it had like four highs and three lows. It's like when Jade's character arrives, it's just like Ariana Grande. I don't see it. I couldn't understand a single thing coming out of that mouth, and I was not living. Nope. Once again, Jade is struggling while believing she is slaying. Cat Cat arrives as a femme fatale, and she was fantastic balancing this vixen and assassin. I don't know if there are rules for guns in the Philippines, but the fact that she was using like a Nerf gun sent me. <laughs> Might be. Yeah, I don't know. After fighting for Leandro and ripping off his shirt, Ovi's character arrives to tell Carla, Marla, and Barda to not fight over him as she has a secret hidden in her southern region. She reads from her diary. Oh, it's the wrong entry. Ovi played it off. <laughs> when the reveal of the gold nipple necklaces proves they are sisters it's revealed that susan is done what is done find out next they're now at the hospital believing susan to be dead and she she was just sleeping okay very cute we will learn that ov had it all set up as a prank as she only had amnesia but the gag now will be hitting her so she doesn't have amnesia and this was slapstick but it was executed so badly it was so bad so bad First, it's a slam to the back of the bed, and then it's a piece of plywood to the head, then a vase to the head for good measure, and then it was too much amnesia again. Susan will finally remember that they are her children, but there is someone who wants to join the reunion. They're not triplets. They're quadruplets! Now, remember Dee Dee in the green screen suit? 
Yeah, this bitch literally will play a face in the back of Bernie's head. I want the drugs that this writer was on. Like, uh, you know what? what? They they saw malignant and was like, let's put that, let's make that drag. Oof. The production value is so insanely bad, but it was so borderline camp. It was a fucking floating head. Floating head. Mm-hmm. Dee Dee could have done so much with this part and flopped so hard. If she was Honestly, not in a bad mindset, on exactly, she, if she, she won. I think she would have been able to like really play off because this is one of those moments where it's like you have very little go batshit crazy with it because then that's going to be like the most remember remember because the easiest thing all would she had to do was the voice she had to make a silly voice mm-hmm. and it would have been all hilarious. she do is do a voice do a voice yeah make your own voice create create a stupid voice for her and it'd been like. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Now, since this is a soap opera, the sisters are kidnapped by ninjas, but who did it? Find out next. Our next scene is in an abandoned warehouse where Eva LaQuickie is vaping. Shocker. Again, where did <laughs> the vape come from? It's, been in, it's at her station. No one sees it. Well, she kidnapped them because she is not the real mom and wants the riches of Leandro Carlos Miguel de Machete, as he will bear, uh, surely bail one of them out. She will call them. But does she have enough money on her account to make the call? Funny twist. Good writing. Like that 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 was good. I, I as a writer myself, I was very pleased. We will now have Shering save the day by biting through the rope. And I'm sorry. I really thought something else was about to happen by the way that the face went down to the crotchal area, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever edited this was like, fuck, we can't reshoot this, can we? Nope. No. Because you're, you're dealing sister... with a green screen head in <laughs> <laughs> on these scenes. Then each sister will snatch a wig off of Eva Laquickie until the last one has roses. Does she think she's <laughs> Sasha Valor? Um, <laughs> I'm very critical of these acting challenges when you throw in so many Drag Race references, <laughs> but if you only throw in one, it's funny because this one we've never seen in an acting challenge before. Yeah, I like that. They escaped, but who will have the heart of Leandro? Surely we'll find out. It's wedding day, and all the sisters are ready to be the bride. But who will be the one? Leandro will talk and say that he doesn't want them to fight, but he is grateful that they loved him as he is handsome, rich, with the tiny weenie and gym fit. Wait, tiny weenie? <laughs> There's the punchline of this entire scene. They are all sizest. They -hmm. will not get with a tiny weenie. Okay. Haven't we taught the gay community to not judge others' penis size? But also, isn't there like a stereotype that like about Asian men having small dicks? It's just like way to way to just like emphasize on a stereotype of your of your of your own people um and it, again it's like yeah the punchline is a small dick it's like oh want wong gays only like big dicks want wong it's like oh now no one wants him except shering and dd will do a tongue thing as she will make out with um leandro and the slurping sound was enough for me but if she had done that earlier mm-hmm. it would be great then Eva LaQuickie arrives to stop the wedding, but really to say that the voiceover is making her ears bleed, which will lead to the best part of the sketch. An appearance from Marcel Soriano, who will show up every single queen and prove 
how you can overact like hell and make it work. Yep. It now becomes the Marcel slapping everyone skit after everyone asks a question. We have our you fucking my husband slap. It's not in the clothes. Love is not in the colors you wear. It's in the heart and mind slap. OV will ask for an autograph and then it's told autographs can come later. My dialogue <laughs> should come first. I left you so you can reflect so you can replace me. Slap. Get out of my house. I don't need a parasite slap a child cannot be replaced but a partner can slap bernie thinks she doesn't get one but she's told uh who do you think you are you think you're <laughs> off the hook you were the first to complain earlier slap and then one to the back of the head slap uh any more complaints um i have one complaint it was 14 minutes too long it was literally oh, yeah. 14 minutes whenever they do the acting challenges they show us like one scene and then it's like the actual challenge itself is a half hour you're like what the fuck this was unhinged but exactly what i expected from this franchise mm -hmm. it was silly and stupid and messy but it was campy drag yeah and apparently getting the slap by that woman means you made it so it's true all right, category is can i get an alien in honor of the runway we're gonna play beam me up or black hole Okay. Captivating Cat Cat. Look by Ariat Klang Kawaski. Nails by Matilda. Yep, yeah, I said that right. Matilda made her nails. She's literally floating, obsessed. I love this inspiration being from Fifth Element. I think she's yep. adorned in all the right ways. I think the rings on the bottom of the dress are typical to drag, but it has that extraterrestrial vibe to it. The face is out of this world. I am low-key obsessed with this look. When she rounded the corner, I was like, fuck you, Cat Cat. We're like, this is this is next level. And when you say alien, you're like, yeah, you're gliding, you're not walking, and you are playing off the fifth element. You're giving us that like the diva extraordinaire. And I'm just like, I, oh yep, I'm here for this look. Marcel says it can be difficult. There's a lead, and you're just in the sidelines. But noticed they were all good sports. Kelly Karen says she knows when to peak, when to take the spotlight, and when to be a team player. She says her runway is one of the best runway looks she's ever seen on the main stage of Drag Race Philippines and the entire franchise. Jiggly says the makeup effort is a makeup is effort. She says she loves that she gave them the golden version of the diva Lava Laguna from Fifth Element. I will give her a beam me up. Beam me up, girl. Audience, 93% beam me up, 7% black hole. Didi Marie Holiday, look by Val Ponce, hair and nails by hair on point, headpiece by Santino Rivera. I think this was the blueprint for a great look that she just didn't fully execute to its potential. I think the red and gold are great. I like the shapes and the silhouette she was supposed to have. The arms not being gold is a massive mistake. There are no excuses for it. I think the shoes are fine. It just wasn't finished. Yeah, there are elements of this look. Like, I love the headpiece. The headpiece is giving me very much like Shira. Um, I like the dress itself with the um with the shoulder pads like if that as a look on its own really pretty but for the but for the category it's a miss like uh, and like she said it, like she was supposed to have it be like a train and all that stuff and it's like okay well if it didn't if it wasn't fitting in your suitcase or if it was going to be too heavy why did you not think about doing something else that you could that would come out as a complete look and i don't think i don't think there was a train no, I think the train it's well the train is non-existent unless she starts doing pictures with that outfit in the train and they'll be like oh this is what it's supposed to look like okay I can understand but I don't think there was a train I think she has a lot of good ideas 
but I don't think she knows how to execute them to to which is like I like I believe me I have that same boat where I'm like when I think of like I'm like going oh if I could execute this the way it wants to it would be killer but I'm like there's no way in hell I'm able to get it to like what I think it's going to be um but yeah I I think there are elements of this look that are that are nice but as a whole and for the category it's a black hole John says she really gave acting in her face. Marcel says she was just a face, but when she comes out, something happens. Julie says this is where they really have to split hairs with all the girls. She says the dress itself had a malfunction on the runway and says her legs are golden, but her arms aren't really golden. She says she hates to compare them to each other, but points out that Cat Cat literally has her face and fabric being very, very similar. Now, Dee Dee will say that this was supposed to have an eight-foot train, but it was too heavy and there was a weight limit in the bag, and so she had to sacrifice it. To which Jiggly is like, but it's the arm makeup that I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, Mama Pat will then ask her where her thumbnail is, and Dee Dee says it doesn't come with nails for the thumbs. What? If Matilda... What? You're telling me no one can get you another one? You can't make another one? Mm-hmm. Now, Mama Powell asked Dee, Dee how she is challenged to the acting challenge as she felt she was reserved. Dee, Dee says that she has been eaten by guilt because of the mini challenge. She said things that were not supposed to be said in regards to Hannah and her personal life with her partner. She will tell Hannah that she really regrets it and is really sorry. Hannah tells us that she feels the sincerity of her apology and sympathizes with her. Dee goes on to say that what happened before that was confused about the girls not believing she didn't deserve the musical win. Now, Mama Pal wants to know who said it, and Dee will call out Sister Bernie on the main stage. Mm-hmm. Not even waiting for Untucked. Bernie will be asked by Mama Pal about this, and she will once again mention the shoes. Mama Pal will ask who deserved the win, and Bernie will evade the question completely and say she apologized to Dee Dee after mentioning it in the puppet challenge. Dee Dee says she loves Bernie and that it hurts coming from someone you consider a blood sister. Now Jiggly tells her that whatever anyone says about her and her performance shouldn't mean anything to her. If they are not feeding, fucking, or financing, they can't say anything. I want that on a t-shirt, please. Mm-hmm. And second, it's the updated. If they ain't paying your bills, pay them no mind. Mm-hmm. And second, she understands she said something, but if she truly didn't mean any malice with it, come back from it and try apologize and fix it. We'll see how that goes. I will give mm-hmm. this look a black hole. Yep. Audience 30% beam me up, 70% black hole. OV Cunt, look by Aram Lowe. The mind of Miss Ovi Kunt is wild. I don't know what she is doing with this look and what planet she is from, but I'm terrified. I think in a strange way she has figured out how to bring high couture fashion to this category. It's not screaming alien, and that's the biggest drawback for me, but she sure is screaming. Mm-hmm. Ah! I don't know. I could see I could see the alien because of the way it's like the look is misshapen and the head is popping in them the center and you have like the body kind of not it's not like it's the silhouette is very like um voluminous i was loving i was loving it for for that because it's like she went in a different route where like some of the girls down the line went in the simple like one color bodysuit covering just covering your face and calling it an alien <laughs> um but this one at least it's like i think it's like Ovi has like a very stylized mind and I feel like I feel like she should have stayed just to, for them to recognize, like, you, you, girl, 
what the fuck? You came up with this? Like, your mind? How does it work? Um, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Like, that untucked was unhinged, and I we needed it. We needed that laugh and levity. But also, it's like, I kind of still want her to get her props when she's doing good. It's just like, it was another week where it's like, she did good, but yet she didn't win again. It's just like, I'm like... Right. Mm-hmm. I'll give her a beam me up. Oh, definitely beam me up. Audience, 79% beam me up, 21% black hole. Arizona Brandy, no design assisted because what she posted on social media is a revamp of the look. As we know, I love Arizona. No excuses for this look. It Ooh. truly felt like she forgot to commission a look, went to Party City Halloween Department, said, I found a gold body suit. Let's do it. I think how she transformed the face max even just a little there's a different conversation but the fact that she did nothing is extremely disappointing yeah i can't yeah looking at it just looking at being like the face mask is less like it's giving like um it's giving gimp um it is very reminiscent of like a like a joan uh joan rivers character from uh, Spaceballs. um yep where it's just dot. like here's gold, here's some gold dot matrix. That's who it was. Um, here's some gold. You kind of like we're going to emphasize the tits a little bit because they're very pointed and perky. I would have much rather her, I, even if she did little things like put a second ball in between, right. gave herself three tits. I'm like, it's not. I'm like some. I'm like, yes, there's been a queen that has done that before, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, give yourself three tits or put the tit a little lower or put more tits and be like, have it be like a cow. Like you, even if you're just gonna do a simple bodysuit, like you have to work, had out those hips enormous, like something. But yeah, it's it's very simple, and yeah, it's just very simple. Cal Karen says she got the C three PO Star Wars reference, but she needs more to be competitive because she did so well in the acting challenge, and then the runway is unremarkable. John says that she wasn't just shining; she was smoking. He says that she served them the challenge. But always serves them Arizona. He says branding is necessary, but they must all look out for overkill. I will give her a black hole. Yeah, it's a black hole. Audience, 33% beam me up, 67% black hole. I don't know what you're all doing, but you're being nice to her. All right, Hanabeshi, look by Hanabeshi. Listen, if you have watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3, there is room to understand how this alien can exist. The top half is great. The bottom half is non-existent. I mm-hmm. wish Hannah put full effort to the entirety of this look because she can't be a contender until she does. Yeah. It was fine. It, yeah, it's a fine look. And I do think it's like, it, it. like, again, like I said, it's like if they had put her Bernie safe in the back, it would have been, it would have made more sense to have Ovi up there. Um, but I think it's like the drama of the episode was, no, Hannah has to be up here because of if Dee Dee breaks down, we have the person who's who she's going to be like trying to like apologize to. Um, but yeah, it's like it's an I like the idea of what she was trying to do. But yeah, it looks like it was like I think if she was if she didn't do if she had not done I think pants if she was just doing like a bodysuit top that was layered with the black in the like mm-hmm. as like the little uh, ab area. And she just did like maybe just like bare legs or even just like 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 uh, like um, like flesh tone stockings with the heels that might have worked a little bit better. But yeah, like I think it, the the 
we needed something more on the legs. Like even if it was just like, oh, a pattern of of orange going around with the scaly skin would have worked better for me. But it's like, yeah, this is like a soft to beam me up. She John just escaped she that black hole. Looks, John says she always looks uh, like likes. John says she always likes a good story, whether it's on the runway or off the runway, and he can't wait to see what's next. Kelly Karen says she wishes that the alpha was more stunning. She says around the waist downward is matte. She says she could have worn giraffe-like boots, or as they do have feet, after all. She says from one character to another, they were all very clear. She says each time she went back in, it was different, and she understood the journey of her character. Marcel says that she is very clever because her role was pretty big. Jiggly asks if she knew she was going to get hurt when she got hit in the head, and Hannah says no, as according to the script, she was hit by the wall, but this was real. And I was like, <laughs> who made that change? Now, Mama Pat will upset. now ask Hannah how she is with Didi, and she says, for her, it was a very foul move. She says it's fine for her, but what about their families? She says she trusted Didi now, give her some time to rebuild the trust. Hannah tells us that her drag race journey is a love letter to her family, and then if they see this, she doesn't know what their reaction will be. Jiggly tells Hannah to never live life in regret, and she is allowed to have fun and do things she says as long as she's not hurting anyone in the process she shouldn't live life in regret i will too give this a very very soft beam me up mm-hmm. the audience 46 percent beam me up 54 percent black hole miss jade so look by cherry Samoya varick i think jade is a drag artist who has such strong convictions about what she wants her drag to be she just hasn't quite understood how to convey it she says yeah. this outfit represents her bodily dysmorphia as she visualizes herself as a new version. The makeup is way too simple. The eyes are not enough. The red human hair unit is too simple for an alien look. I wish she would have breaking, broken free from what she wants us to perceive her drag to be and show us the nuances that are clearly there. Yeah. I like the outfit. I like what she was trying to do, and even it, like of uh, the fact that like it's supposed to look shaggy because you're kind of re-emerging and re-refining your skin. Um, but yeah, I think it's like if she would have taken off the when she took off the mask, and if it would have been like like a really like you know elaborate makeup, I think I would have been it would have been a lot better. Um, and even yeah, I, maybe even like not doing a wig, like having it be like a prosthetic just to like cover the full face so that way you take sure. off the mask and it's just like a full face and like you can really exaggerate yourself but i don't know i think i think she really wants to be pretty all the time yes. um so the face had to still be pretty she couldn't go i think if she went grotesque i think it would have made this look like it would have been such a i think it might have saved her from the bottom Kel Karen will commend her dedication to the character of Carla, but the problem was she couldn't understand what she was saying. Marcel says, how will they understand and react to her if they don't understand the punchlines? Mama Pal will say that she just wishes her alpha was not loose, and Jade will say it was on purpose to still have some fold, saying it had no original template reference. Kel Karen will then call out the details, namely the horns and the shoulders, which Jade says she created a new body that she visualizes as a trans non-binary body. I will give this a soft beam me up. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a very soft beam me up. Audience, 59% beam me up. 41% black hole. And finally, Bernie. Look by Patrick Serena. Hair by Wigga Palu. I think this is a cool look, but I'm not fully getting alien. I love the use of the ring lights and how sexy she looks. The fabric is beautiful, not extraterrestrial. 
It is a fantastic look. I'm just not sure I grasp it for this category. It's fantasy, but just the wrong world of fantasy. I can I can see it being alien, given like you know you have a lot of the worlds where like you have humanoid esque that has like that. It looks like it's a it's a because I know the look she said was very Alea Queen of the Damned. Um, mm-hmm. So it lo- so playing off of like Egyptian pyramids and all that stuff i could see it being like a humanoid look from a world that like is that like that has like a more egyptian vibe to it um so i was here for i was here for this and i like the fact that like bernie is showing like she's small but she is showing so much skin john says that she really lights up everyone's life and thinks that they can see that she gives off joy while also having fun he says she looks like a queen Marcel says that she loves her confidence as it lures her in. And Jilly mentions comedy timing. She says she doesn't think the term for the masses is bad, but that kind of humor makes a lot of people relate to her. She says she's excited to see what's coming next. I'll give her a beam me up. Yeah, it's a beam me up for me. Audience 88% beam me up, 12% black hole. Now again, Mama Pow has decided it'll be kind of safe, leaving Arizona, GD, Bernie, Cat, Cat, Jade, and Hannah's the tops and bottoms. Clearly, you do not agree. Nope, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. Again, I think Plotline took over from Practicality. Yep. Um, Hannah should probably have been the one in the safe or Bernie. I don't care. You take your pick. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm. it's a non-scripted reality show, but it really is a scripted reality show at times. Yeah. And it is that thing where it's like every, like when we go back to like the, even like just recently of the girl alone in the, in the Untucked, we had Electra in Sweden, and she was there for a long time. And she was like, "I counted the, I counted the peanuts. Um, I came up with questions for you guys." It's, it's so that thing where it's like, and especially with Ovi, you can tell that Ovi was drunk by the time they came back, and she's like, "I haven't had anything to do but drink." So it's like, and it's like me. It's like I drink a lot more if I'm bored in the bar where I'm like, I have no one to talk to. I, yeah. Oh, I'm down three beers already. Oh, okay. Like at least it's beer. It's not an entire bottle of absolute. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to. I by like two, <laughs> I'd be like, I would be like halfway through that bottle. I'd be like, um, no water. Do you guys have water here? Mama pals made decisions. Captivating cat cat as our winner. Bernie, Hannah, Beshi, and Arizona Brandy are safe leaving. Didi Marie Holiday. Miss Jade so is the bottom two. Do you agree? Yes, I think I think Dee Dee definitely. I don't know. I was like, I felt like it could have even been a quick, easy toss up between Jade and Han- and Arizona. But I think yeah. they liked Arizona more in the challenge. I agree. And I think, and like last week, the challenge weighed more than the runway by the win going to Dee Dee. So it's like the runways aren't. They aren't like. They're not fifty percent of the marks. They're Starlet. not. They're not fifty percent. Yeah, they're they're like it's more like they're twenty percent, and the challenge is like more like eighty. So I understood based on like on the challenge level, they were two, the two of them were the worst. But it's like uh, Didi also Didi's runway also didn't didn't do her any favors. All right, the song is RuPaul's <laughs> "I Bring the Beat." Surely there are amazing Filipino songs to use, or is I, there just like a RuPaul quota that must be met? I think there's a RuPaul quota that needs to be met because Ru's doing the uh, the um the was it the the room messages so probably it's yeah. like i'll do this but we have to make sure these songs are played throughout the throughout the thing i love the song it's very much for me a very underrated rupaul song it worked well with the looks for this night mm-hmm. 
I think Dee Dee did well, but her run was over. She was checked out, and I think for the sake of sanity of the show, yeah, it was her time to go. Jade did the least and still looked like she was doing the most, and it was still bad. Yeah. Was there a universe that this could have been a double sachet or Shantae? No. It was definitely a sachet away, both of them. Um, yeah. If Jade hits the bottom and surely she's gone. Oh yeah, Jay's not going to survive another lip sync. The, it was like, last week, I felt like it should have been a double Shantae because I felt her and Matilda like were giving you so much fucking emotion on that stage. And then this week, I was like, I can see why you're going to win this, Jade, but it's but Dee Dee did not put up a fight. Did, like, Dee Dee pretty much was like, I'm barely giving you any moves. I'm like, the only thing that worked on with Jade's favor was the uh, lasers in the hands to kind of play off that, but, she just but it was put just it in like, her face. but all she did was she put it on her face. Into I'm like your going, face. Yep, well, she's a, she's a blind herself, you know, you know, the youth, they don't care about that. Well, I'm what's, sure eye, what's eyeglass insurance? Dee Dee is put out of her misery and is limited. Miss Jade so stays again. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I think there wasn't, there wasn't a universe where Dee Dee was going to stay. I think it's like Dee Dee was mentally gone this entire episode, yeah. and I don't. If they had kept her, I don't know. I think I would. It would have been easily like next episode. They're like, as you can see, one girl's not here, kind of feeling. Right. Dee Dee loves to talk, so of course she had a monologue that was longer than Lady Morgana, where she mm-hmm. tells everyone that twenty three years ago her father told her being gay would get her nowhere, but twenty three years later she has proven to everyone there is a chance. She says. No chance is ever too late, so believe in yourself. Don't ever give up, and don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. There will be tears. She will get a big family hug as she leaves, even from Hanabeshi. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's zoom through the highs and lows of Untucked. And I gotta say, friends, you almost did not get this little recap of Untucked because the Wild Presents app had some problems airing the Untucked for episode six. Um, I had to message them. They're like, oh, our engineers know about it. And it was like uh, 5.30. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this. And then it reappeared. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go through it. Yeah, apparently OV last night safe. it was working fine. <laughs> yeah, today it wasn't. Ovi is safe and gets to untuck alone. She will scream her way in as she takes off her crazy look. And she has roasted pig with lemon as her bar chow. And she is living. I she was so happy when she's all this is roasted pig with lemon. Oh my god! I was so happy for her. She's like me when I get home from work, clothes just flying off and being like, "There we go." I'm I'm in. I can just be in my underwear as I walk around my apartment. As as we've already established, this was definitely a setup because there was no one else I would have liked to see have a solo untucked moment with yeah. this craziness aside from Ovi Cunt. Well, also too, it's she like when she was in there, she even. Because also, too, when she was in there, she even said, she's like, you know what? I didn't think I was the best this week. I knew I wasn't the worst, so I'm happy to be safe. So I was like, yeah. okay, girl, um, if, you, if you felt like you didn't do good, even though I was cheering, saying, stop over overlooking OV uh, as she was leaving the stage. Um, yeah, She will remind and- us that the last person to untuck alone was the eventual winner of Drag Race mm-hmm. Philippines, Precious Paul Nicole. What will happen to OV? We shall see. She has no one to talk to, so she will talk to herself until she realizes she can make friends with the doomed puppets. It is this moment when Ovi says that the puppets looked exactly alike. Yeah, 
Thank mm-hmm. you. Thanks for validating my comment earlier. They they did not make any any changes. It was like they just had a pin that said who they were supposed to be. We are going to have an ASMR moment where Ovi will poke on her beverage. We will get hot forecast from OV Cunt Station. She said Jade is her the problem. That's the same way she knows her, and if she calls her out, she'll be overthinking and doesn't want to destroy her mind. With Hannah, her new bestie, she's hoping she'll redeem herself. And Arizona, her newfound sister, she loves the special corner that they have. Um, though Matty has passed on, though she's not dead. She <laughs> thinks Cat Cat is playing the game really smart, but can't pinpoint a strategy. She will then put Dee Dee with Cat Cat because they like starting drama and says she really doesn't care about her. Oh, okay, okay. Bernie, she thinks, is ready to throw fists. She will say that she didn't think she'd get close to the queens, especially Cat Cat and Bernie. She loves them all, but she is really disappointed with Dee Dee as she expected so much from her. She thought she'd be the most mature person in the room. She don't know. No one's replying. So finally, the queens come back to chat with Ovi, who has loosened up. Now, upon walking into the workroom, Jade expected Ovi to lose her mind, and she did. She was talking to puppets. Yep. It's not like I never talked to myself, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the, the, the tea is Ovi finished a bottle already. I, I, I can't imagine. I really can't imagine. Maybe in my 20s, maybe I could understand it, but... I could see... Yeah, I think it's tonight. like... I can see if I was like, yeah, in my 20s, I could probably have downed it, especially if it's mixed with something that I really like. And I'm like going, oh, yeah, because I, I drink when I drink vodka, I like my fucking vodka sweet. So it's like Sprite with some cranberry if it's just if it's non-flavored vodka or I'm doing a flavored vodka. So they just had regular um, absolute. So I literally had been like Sprite with like maybe some cranberry to be like they have to give it color. All right. Time to spill the tea. Dee Dee says the clear top was Cat Cat and Bernie, though Cat Cat will give it to Hannah. Hannah says they liked her performance and outfit, and Bernie will sign off on that. Though Hannah thinks it's another week of Hannah safe Beshi. Jade said her critique was her enunciation, and then reveals that her strategy was to not enunciate to make her character unique. Jade, you've watched this show before. What are you thinking? There was an entire episode in season six about putting a cork in it to help enunciate your words. Dee Dee said that she got positive critiques for her acting, despite Jiggly reading her outfit. She thinks she'll still be lip syncing. Arizona's not happy, though she is happy that she can now breathe from her mask. But she says it's unexpected that she got mixed reviews. After trying to get Hannah to talk again and admitting she's drunk, Ov wants to know... Who the clear bottoms are. And Arizona will name the bottom three. And Dee Dee agrees. But Bernie will note the look of Dee Dee. And again Dee Dee will make an excuse about a train she didn't bring. I don't think she understood what Jiggly was trying to say to her. Yeah. Well who was it? Was it Arizona that said like you're always. Or Ovi that said you're always making excuses. Well let's talk about it. Arizona will come out and say that she doesn't appreciate. And is offended by Dee Dee's comment. Because she thinks it's an excuse. Arizona says if you bring your own outfit. Own it. She did. Her outfit is what it is. Dee Dee thinks Arizona was just jealous because her outfit was ugly. Why is that always Dee Dee's defense? That that you're jealous of her? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's we've gotten a lot this season. We've gotten a lot. I think it's because I think it's Dee Dee 
I think it's because Didi has been has been in the drag scene for so long that she thinks that she's on a certain level. And I think whenever people come for her, I don't think she likes critique. I don't like. I don't think she likes people critiquing her drag. And no, not at all. which is which is like, don't do Drag Race if you don't want your drag critique because they're gonna fucking critique you. They're gonna and so pinpoint. They're gonna pinpoint. They want you to cry. They want to break you down. Um, and yeah, so I think I think for her, it's she especially. And honestly, I think she's Didi's a little stuck up in regards to. Yeah other girls in regards to oh you've been only doing drag for five months or for five years i've been doing it for 23 years I mean, so we kind of don't come for me don't come times. for this yeah i i think we you and i discussed it on the podcast like she is in, from a certain generation of gay men mm-hmm. where she feels like the younger kids should look up to her and respect her and yep you're on the same playing field you can't mm-hmm. you can't expect that here now, yeah, I think I feel, oh, I feel yeah, like Dee Dee's probably close. I feel like Dee Dee and I are probably really close in age, so that's why I, I kind of feel like I'm thirty nine. Okay, so I'm older. Always the old bitch. Um, it's, but I feel it's like it's being like I feel like I know where you grew up, how you grew up in that same time period yeah. of uh, me just being a couple years older. But I'm like, yeah, but I was still seeing the same stuff you were seeing, the exactly. same internalized homophobia or like you know everything. So I think going, I think for Dee Dee, it is that whole, like, she thinks because she's been doing it for so long, you shouldn't craft, she, you don't have the luxury of critiquing her. Um, right. So if you think my dress is ugly, well, no, yours is ugly. It's that school hard thing. It's like, no, you're ugly. Mm. OV, while holding the puppets, we'll ask Dee Dee if her outfit was made in Kazan, and she says, no, not the young, the young gaze of Kazan, but an actual designer. And then Dee Dee will ask if Ovi has a problem with the kids helping her because she says she thinks she's sounding sarcastic. Ovi will say that she's just trying to lighten the mood as she thinks Dee Dee is very, very pressured space. But I was like, no, no, she's mm-hmm. really trying to mock you here. Um, and then Bernie's going to add fuel to the fire and tells Ovi that there's nothing wrong with someone helping. Bernie, <laughs> no, that's what he just... <laughs> Dee Dee tells Ovi she sounded sarcastic and dismissive and is invalidating her story. Ovi will apologize, but Didi thinks she only did because she was afraid. Like I said, how did Didi enter this show as a fan favorite and leave so disliked? Is the pressure cooker able to mold a contestant's attitude that much? I think so. I think it is. Especially because they said it's like, yes, it's six weeks because we've been watching the show for six weeks, but we know that these episodes... These episodes are, it's like, it's like, hi, we're filming this all today. You're going to get tomorrow off. And then we'll be doing another two day shoot. Then we're going to do a one day shoot. It's like where their challenges are like, they're doing, they get there in the morning, recording their lyrics, doing, doing choreo that night. They're doing their runway. It's just like, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Bernie will also apologize this time for what she said during the puppet challenge and says that her musical performance was great. And of course, Dee Dee is going to make it a moment and say she said what she said because of what she heard and the reason she is hurt because she told Bernie in on talk last week that she thinks and hopes Bernie will win. And when Dee Dee won, what she heard was she didn't deserve it. Bernie, apologize. Move on. She said and sorry too, again it's because like, like her it said like, and Hannah, she thought she would get her jokes and see it as comedy. Mm-hmm. But it's not taken away. I don't think any of them were taking away the fact that you did really good in the musical. Hands down, you were one of the best last week. 
but your runway was weak. And that's kind of like the same thing with Cat Cat. Like, Cat Cat didn't do good in the Rusical, and I wasn't sure why they had her high if the Rusical for some of the girls meant more than a runway, but Cat Cat's runway was way better than her Rusical. So it was a weird scoring thing. I'm like going, I don't get how the, how you guys are picking your tops and bottoms here. But yeah, it's like the the Rusical performance, hands down, yes. But your runway did not support to them. They're like, well, did did your runway help your win? No. Didi says knowing Bernie for such a long time, she accepted her apology because she doesn't have a mean spirit. So she will give her the benefit of the doubt. Now let's talk about the real issue at hand. Mm-hmm. Anna will say that since they brought it up on stage, she tells Mama D that she broke her trust because she was one of the few people she felt close to. She says they just talked about it and then she told everyone. She tells her that she entered the competition because she wanted to make her family proud and to have her family watch this. And now because of her, there is an episode she doesn't want them to watch and thus goes back to what was discussed earlier about her production. Mm -hmm. Hannah tells Dee Dee that she didn't expect it because she was the most mature of them all. She's eloquent with wisdom and then says all of that. Hannah tells her that she feels like she was outed like she was as a young boy. If someone said that to me about something I did to them, I would lose it. I would not be able to sit in that room and feel okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on in Dee Dee's mind, but it was blank. She was yeah. blank. Because sometimes you just don't have words. Like yeah. you don't know either because you're like you're like you 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 broke her trust, spilled something that was said between you guys that wasn't like it wasn't like it was something that was like said on camera that the cameras caught and you're like oh well it's already it's already out there in the world but it's more her to be like um this is like something that like you know you're just saying my business up in the air it's like to be it's like if they were like what like you know that's like saying like in in mexico someone was like oh yeah i follow uh pixie's uh little porn twitter all the time and been like and have them be like um i don't didn't want the public to know about that. So it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, there are things that like, especially with these shows where it's like, this is a, you're finally getting the recognition of your country for drag race. So you're in an early season um, where it's not like the U S ones where it's like, it's been going on for so long at this point, these seasons seem to always have like, you're going to get girls that like have some drama already. So you're going to be like, Ooh, what can, how can we make that? How can we play on that? But when you're having a conversation between friends, that's like off camera like you know like um off the record and then you have it being like spilled and you're just like well you brought this on you brought this in the workroom when this was never supposed to be a workroom conversation yeah i don't know i think it's it's one of those things where it's like i think dd was trying to figure out like how can i what can i say but i think but really there's like i don't really have the words to do this because nothing i say right now is going to make this better Anna tells her that she felt shame after the mini challenge and thinks everyone will see her differently because she feels like it's something she didn't want out there. She just wasn't ready for anyone to know. Didi will tell her that they don't need to talk about it as Hannah sobs saying she feels ashamed of herself. She asks, why did it have to be like this as it's not an international concern? Mm-hmm. The anger will start to stem out of Hannah. And Arizona will tell us that she's in a state of shock because she knows Hannah to be a very sweet and then saw her in this state of anger. Hannah says that she is not one to chase airtime or start drama 
So what she's feeling is real. She will sob about how will she tell her boyfriend when she gets home about something that just happened. Mm-hmm. Hannah tells us that she is sex positive. However, she has boundaries. That's what Didi does not have. Yep. They will all tell her to not overthink it. Bernie will say she feels pity for Didi, but she deserves to hear what Hannah is saying. Didi will tell Hannah that she knows she can't forgive her yet keyword yet and that there is no excuse for what she did no justification she tells her she will treasure the friendship they had and hannah will tell her not to worry as she's not the type of person who burns bridges right away she just needs time to process everything as the competition is already placing pressure on her mind i give the girl credit i mean if that's the way you want to go with it go for Mm -hmm. it it would basically be like don't talk to me i will talk to you well, I believe Hannah Bessie just got this congeniality in that moment. Um, right. I, I do feel it, it's like when when I saw Hannah like kind of just like break down, it was that moment of like, oh, this is like you've been like you've been trying to push uh, all your feelings down to be like, let's just go through the challenge, let's go through the challenge, let's go through the challenge. That's why she didn't talk to her beforehand. And I think if if Hannah had not if if Dee Dee had not said something happened between me and Hannah where I said things and, and like brought it up on the, on the main stage for her to like put it back to the forefront. I don't think she would have been, the, she might've gone to the hotel tonight and broken down and it right. would have been off camera. But I think because it was a forefront again and they were talking about it, it was like, as she started talking to the whole thing, all the emotions just like came up and just exploded out. And that's why they were like, Oh, I've never, so we don't see her this angry. It's because she's held back this entire situation all day. Now, Cat Cat will say that she is not surprised by what Didi did, as there have been instances like that before. Obviously, the big part of the beginning of the season was this battle between Didi and Cat Cat. Um, we all had sympathy for Didi. Mm-hmm. I guess we can't have it anymore if this is really the true character she is. Yeah, I think it's like if this is really who, if this is the real Didi, then yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, you got to go back to that first fight. She was helping stir the pot. She was fueling the fire. Hmm. Well, yeah, because she was the one talking to Jade about like, exactly. I know how she is. She's always like this. Exactly. Da, 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 da. She doesn't like to see people. Yeah. So she was stirring like as much as Veruska like was the one that lit the match and was just like, hey, they were talking about you. Um, when they all came back, it was like Dee Dee was the one talking to Kat, to Jade about the whole thing. And then at the end, when she was writing on Cat Cat's face, she wrote like, "I hope the real Cat Cat comes out." And so I'm like going like, "I'm like okay, like is our, our is the Cat Cat that we're seeing is like a, a fake facade like you've been giving us this whole season?" So yeah, I don't know. These these girls these girls are a little messy when they when they they're good but they are messy. Let time heal everything, and they will stop talking about it. It still hurts, but Dee Dee says she is prepared to issue a public apology, and Cat Cat says she can reach out to her family. Okay, that's not okay. <laughs> no, then was like you can also reach out to her boyfriend. I'm like, ladies, this is not how you do it. Let Hannah Mm-mm. take care of it first. Yeah, Hannah is like, hi, I'm gonna write a letter while you're still here. Hello, you don't know me. My name is Dee Dee Marie Holiday. I talked about your open relationship on television. I'm sorry, like. Now, Dee Dee says if Hannah will allow her with her permission, and Kat is like, I will allow you. Okay, now we're getting slap happy, but Hannah will literally say, yeah, it's fine. I was like, 
just stop. Just end the conversation. This is not going to go well because she's actually going to run with this and, and say something. Yeah, you you know she will. So calm down, girls. Calm down. All right, now we're going to be happy. Cat Cat is happy with Hannah's performance this weekend. She is happy they, they all did great. This week, Cat Cat's first time seeing herself on TV, TV and Bernie's first time acting, and she's not feeling bad. She's feeling okay. This was one of her worst fears. OV will go up to Didi to again tell her she was trying to make a joke, and Didi says that she was just emotional coming back from the boutiques. OV, who is naked, will now take care of everyone like she's part of the production crew. Now, remember the let's move on from the puppet challenge, let's not talk about it? Hannah is going to ask Cat Cat about if she's heard about Jade's reenactment. I was like, Hannah, sweetie, you're not happy about what was brought up. Why are you trying to bring it up to somebody else about their problems? I think she was like, I need, I think she was like, I need the focus fucking off me. Let her, let her go off now. Cat Cat says she was put off by the jokes as they were meant for her and were too personal. She says it's a joke to her. So she doesn't know what is going on in her mind. She will question why it's okay for her to be the butt of everyone's jokes. But when it's her making a joke, it's not okay. The production crew will tell them they have five minutes and drunk OV is trying to get them to drink and then Cat Cat chugs real absolute. I mean, what else did you think it was? You think that was water? Yeah. <laughs> she knows she's the way, old. though, they torment this production staff person. Oh, that poor production staffer. I hope they get a that raise. That being said, I, I would love to be a stage manager on Drag Race. That would be so much fun. We will watch five minutes, ladies. Dee's eliminated. Now, Didi will start to pack as she says that she's a legend on the scene and is leaving early. She says it doesn't matter who you are on the outside of the competition. Everything is fair game once you're inside. And I would like to remind anyone who wants to go on this television program, that's the team. That's the team. It's not who you are outside. doesn't guarantee you're going to be the Sasha Colby. For Mm -hmm. her, it worked out. You're not all Sasha Colby, baby. Yeah. There are some queens where it's like, where it's like, we know you doing the grind and we know how great you are, but it's like, you just didn't work well on TV. Yeah. Or she this type of environment's not, not great for you. Yeah. She tells us that after a year of drag, the first season of drag race came out and she always knew she was going to be on it. Here she is. Her dream came true. She says she has new daughters and can save more people who need help. Not for nothing girl, but maybe use this last day as a soul searching moment and think perhaps the techniques you're using to help is not right for all. Mm-hmm. She I'm hoping someone starts... in production was like, here's my therapist. Literally. Mm-hmm. She reads her letters and starts with Hannah's and it's very sweet. We will see, see her sign the Sandy and as you mentioned before, she will write on Cat Cat's face because she's been wanting to do that for a very long time. Let the real Cat Cat come out. Bye, bitch! And that's it. Are you ready for some burning questions? Yep. Give me those. They're burning just like my asshole. Ooh, well, speaking of, what is Dee Dee's legacy? Oh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's she came really in. Really, was one of the worst characters. I think. I think it's done. her character. She. I think this is this is worse than like a Fifi O'Hara like character arc. Like this is like it's. It was. I think her legacy is like if she ever gets a chance to come back to on like a like a versus the world or if they do like a global all stars. Uh, she's one of those that's like needs the redemption storyline more than it's, anyone. It's because... Raj O'Hara. It's, it's yeah, Raj it's Raj O'Hara. O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who won the week? Who won the best episode? Uh, Ovi won the week. I, I'm going to go just with, for Untucked. Just for Untucked alone. Just for Untucked alone. 
Yeah, that cat cat look. Okay. Was, oh, that was amazing. It's a big makeover next week for old people. Oh God, have you ever oh, tried God. to apply makeup on old people? Not going to work. Uh, um, yes, I it's, I do it on myself all the time. Who <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's going to do well? Um. I think like Cat Cat and Bernie, because the transformations they do on themselves, I think are really good. So I think they'll probably do well. Um, I think Ovi, if Ovi does something like out of the box, I think she'll do well. Um, those are the three I think will do well. Uh, I Arizona, I feel like Jade's gonna. I feel like this is Jade's gonna. I don't think Jade's gonna do well. I think this is gonna be Jade's week to go. I could see it. Though that being said, like. Who knows? It all depends on what what she does. Yeah, no, more so. Like it's it's our, that preview is like it's very emotional. You really want to send someone home after making over an old person? That's oh, cool. I, what, oh, I wonder Dang. if they're gonna do like. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna be like, no one's no one's leaving tonight. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. After six episodes, the winner of the season is. Um, in my heart, it's Ovi, but I feel like it might be Cat Cat. See, if this this year has been. Front runners taking the win, and there has not been an upset yet. <laughs> Down under. Um, but I feel like right now, Cat Cat, I think, has the track record at this point. So I think Cat Cat has the best chance, unless, but we still have a few episodes where things could all move or move around. So we never know. Who knows? I got to say that if there wasn't such public discourse against Cat Cat, I'd be like, yeah, she's winning. But there oh, are yeah, that's right. so many people that's who right. are still calling out her previous um Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Mistakes. I totally I totally forgot about that because we that's something that hasn't been brought up on the show that I forget because about. Because that's the, that's what I have that's what I keep reminding myself. And there are people, especially people on Reddit, these young kids, it's different cultures. I'm mm-hmm. not condoning it, I'm not saying it's right, but in their culture at that time, it's what they did. It's She's like come that out whole... and said something. It's like that whole thing where the resurgence of that movie Judy Garland did before was the boss where she's in blackface and everyone's like going like Judy Garland in blackface. It's like, yeah, but it's the 1930s. They didn't allow black actors on screen to actually be actors. So I'm like, that's what Hollywood did. It's not, it's like, it's not her decision. It was a role she got. And it's like, it's context of time and where we're at plays a part on, okay, you've, learn from this so we don't make that mistake again and grow but yeah right. so again i'm not saying what she did is right put it into context and we'll see this the we'll see. world of wonder could say we, we just can't give it to her so yeah. who knows mm-hmm. what's gonna happen who knows? But you also, too, I think it's like... Any projects you want to plug? Alrighty. Um, you can find me on the Instagram at Harry is Precious is Harry. Venmo, Precious Envy. Uh, and right now, I will be starting the Miss Rock Bar competition in about another week or so. So check my socials for my prelim date. So come out if you're in New York City. So cheer on this bubblegum bitch. And yeah, then I have a couple gigs in October and early November. Uh, that I'll be doing so, yeah. I have that to look forward to, you know. This tis this tis the season for the spooky bitch to get her gigs, so yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. No problem. Pleasure.